0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Blue Collar Built Podcast, the show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences as they're going through it. What's happening?
1: Not shit. Another day, right? Yup. Good Sunday. Got a good workout in. Yeah. Did legs. I didn't want to, but I need to start doing more legs. Yeah. it was kind of a sad excuse for leg day, but I mean, at least I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. Sometimes just getting out and going through the motions. I mean, you always want to have some
1: yeah with dedication to it right yeah but i'm I've started I've started lifting harder like the past like few months with most of my workouts with most of my lifts and muscle groups, but legs seems to be the one where I just don't push hard I got gotcha. you
0: i don't i I do legs I don't do legs near as heavy as I do everything else mm-hmm out of fear of my back because
1: a lot of leg exercises incorporate your lower back yeah i use a lot of machines in my gym so i can do that which would be nice yeah but i mean i use an excuse i should be going way harder but i just don't want my fucking legs to be sore yeah having sore legs and then being on your feet all day is fucking awful
0: I think it is to start it, the day, but I also think that being on your legs all day when your legs are sore kind of helps that sore. Like, you don't know, eventually your legs warm
1: up. It's better than... Yeah, but I'd 100% rather sit on the couch when my legs are sore. Yeah.
0: Well, we all would, but <laughs> not a perfect... I don't workout.
1: know. I use it as like a pretty good excuse to not really push myself during legs because I don't want to be on well, my legs. legs. Are,
0: and legs are some of the most boring workouts, I feel like.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't know.
0: A lot of people agree with that, right? Uh, Otherwise, there wouldn't be a don't skip leg day phrase. Oh,
1: yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, we're right there with everybody else on the legs. Yeah,
0: I still do legs. I just don't, I do more of a maintain, especially because I do a lot, I have to do a lot of free weight stuff with it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing legs and I, my body feels the urge to help compensate, it's always with my back. And I just, it,
1: can't afford to you lose. You don't my really back. squat anymore, do you? I don't squat at all anymore, yeah. for that reason. There's a squat machine I use, and I basically just do like four sets, and then I'll do right after that I'll do uh like calf pushouts on the same machine, right? And that's about all I do. I'll do four sets of that. If I if I had machines, which like we talked, you know, I'll probably get a
0: gym membership this winter so I can utilize machines. I would probably do heavier
1: legs because it's hard to get. Out of form when you're on a machine. Yeah, yeah. So it's easier to do different variations too, because you can do like a a wide. You can do close, and it hits different parts. Mm-hmm. You can do like an up, put your legs higher, or put your legs lower, That's and nice. it hits different. Yeah, that works. We had a pretty
0: good week at work this week. Yeah, we Knocked did. Out that massive driveway and
1: up mm-hmm.
0: yeah, a couple that other companies. Really good. It did. It I turned out really nice. Yeah, pretty excited. Yeah, they were ecstatic. Yep. So something kind of resonated with me this week Mm -hmm. when we were talking driving. I was talking about a job, and I was helping this guy with some of the other things that didn't include the concrete work and bringing in another person to bid some work. And I said, I really hope that this guy doesn't, go just with this other person for this other work because it's obviously, you know, cheaper work compared mm-hmm. to the stuff we're going to do. Yeah. What we're going to do his full driveway. Because I I'm not going to take any money from this other person right for getting hired. And what you said to me really resonated. it's well, that's kind of silly why even put that thought out there. Yeah. And It was interesting to me and it sat with me because I feel like that's something I do a lot because I'm a thinker, Mm -hmm. right? I tend to think about every possible scenario. Right. It's not a bad thing. It's not, but it can also, as I've found out, can also put a bunch of stress in your life that you don't need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought I had been doing a good job of eliminating that stuff until you said that and that kind of pointed out to me that there's still a lot of times where I say it that I don't realize I'm saying things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just kind of stuck out to me. I guess. I don't know. I don't know why I said it, but maybe it's cause I want, I want to get it. I want right. to get that job. And then I'm like a karma freak sometimes. I'm like, why are you even like putting negative energy out there? This right. could fuck us up here. Yeah. <laughs> like- and it was, it was just perfect. Cause it was like, it's what I
0: it's what I needed to hear to kind of snap me out of that because I've I've been doing trying trying to do a better job about just being focused on the current moment right yeah because part of my problem that drives the stress that I have is when I think about these twenty
1: different scenarios that haven't yeah you even get happened too yet. far out there right right and you're like trying to manage all those thoughts mm-hmm. coming back to yeah. The present. Well, and
0: and I'm a, lot a pl- to manage. I'm a planner too. So the more scenarios I think about, the better planned I can be when one of those scenarios happens. Which is a good thing. Yeah, which is a good thing as well. Yeah. You want to be prepared. But a lot of times I asphyxiate more on the negative side of those scenarios and I ha- and I focus on planning defense on how to turn those
1: around, right? Yeah. Whereas I should be focusing on the positives but I also feel like the positive That's a little different different there's there's some different things you said there because doing planning ahead and planning for something bad to happen as a business owner that is a good thing I think but the scenario we're talking about is what if this doesn't Yeah what it's if we a what don't if? get the yeah I mean to me if you have a job and you're planning, we're already working. Let's say we're already working out there. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about bad things that could happen. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because if it does happen, then you're ready for it.
0: Right. I don't no, know. I just think I, there's
1: two different.
0: I agree. Yeah. I I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying there. Working and trying to be, be efficient by seeing where the problems could come. Could potentially come from. Is it? A, different thing than worrying about things that you can't control That you can't control right
1: yeah. yeah yeah that's kind of where i was going with that
0: right like a good example would be making sure that i'm not overloading you in the dump truck preventing possible problems when you're driving right right yeah so i can prevent that problem Right. Whereas
1: I can't predict whether the guy's going to say yes or no. Right. You're just, yeah. And, but you're creating more stress for yourself thinking about it like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's,
0: but I think it works in the opposite way too, right? The positive. For me, though, I don't ever really think too much about the positive because that's, that's the easy part, right? Mm-hmm. So in that situation, if I think about, well, okay, the guy's going to give us the driveway. I've done enough driveways in my lifetime now that I don't even really have to plan how how we're going to do the driveway because I already know. Yeah. And so that's why it gives way for my thoughts to kind of go the negative side because then I do have to think about, what. I, okay, yeah. if we don't get his job, we got to move on to this, which will throw kind of a wrench in this week. And, you know, and then you just start going yeah. down that rabbit hole. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's... I don't
0: yeah, I don't know, so you said a an a very good word that describes exactly what we're talking about, and that's
1: karma you you rely a lot on karma in your life, no, but it, sometimes when I do something that I really don't want to do, that word pops into my head. I don't think about it constantly I'm not a i am not I describe myself as a karma freak before, but that was a little dramatic. It's more or less when. I don't want to do something, and then I end up doing it, I don't get any benefit from it, then that word pops into my head. I'm like, well, it'll it'll catch back up to me one of these times when I need help or something. That's kind of the way I look at karma. Okay. Yeah, I, I,
0: I agree with that. Then the only reason I ask is because I guess I don't really, like I know the word karma and I know the – you know, putting something good out there means in turn, eventually you're going to re- receive something good. Same in yeah. the opposite, bad. You're going to receive something bad. And so I don't really, like you just said, I don't fixate on the fact that it's good karma or bad karma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just do something good, not expecting anything in return, even though I know based off of my life experience now that the more good I do, the more good I receive.
1: Yeah. No, I totally understand that. I I was going to say, I think the opposite, like I was describing when I do something that I don't want to do and it's for somebody, then I think I'm going to get some sort of, I'll just call it a reward. But after that, like, it's washed away from me. I don't even think about it. So when something bad happens to me and someone helps me, I'm like, well that I don't look back and say, Oh, it's because of that situation. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Well, this is a nice person. I think it's right. just an energy. Like you're you're promoting like good energy. And I and I really believe in that. Yeah. No, and that I I completely agree with you. I think um Yeah, it's not can, like mystical or magical like right. things I'm saying I believe in. I'm just saying like I mean you just you just hope in anticipation in the future that when
0: somebody's down or needs your help or yeah whatever. whatever that might be, that by you helping them, that eventually some point in the future, whatever that is, and you need help, that because you help somebody,
1: somebody's going to help you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like that saying, like, I mean, if you do good for other people's, I mean, then it will come back to you. you know? Yeah.
0: I don't know. And I agree with that. I think I I also think what you said about putting good energy out there is a real thing. Yeah, I think the more the more good you do, and I think it's it's self manifested though, right? Yeah, because the more
1: good you do, the better you feel. Right. Yeah, and then you just keep. It's like it, you just keep going with it, and then through yeah. pretty much every aspect of your life, that's how you should do that. Um. But on the opposite end of that, if you're thinking about negative things, like you were saying before, you get asphyxiated on it, then what's probably going to happen in your life? Some negative things. negative shit's going to happen. They're going to start appearing. And then you could spiral.
0: Yeah. Or how many times
1: has something
0: traumatic happened in somebody's life? And, you know, that's the one thing that gets asphyxiated on. And then, you know, maybe a month or. Six months or a year has to go by before they can pull themselves out of it based off of
1: this one single traumatic thing that happened. I've seen some bad things happen when something happens in someone's life that, like the death of somebody, I don't know, other things other right. than that, and they permanently change from that. They become a different, whole different person. Right. I don't know if it's just channeling negativity, like nothing positive can come out of it, and then they just keep hanging on to it. But serious personality changes, I've seen. Yeah, no, I've I've seen that too.
0: I've seen it in in friends. I've seen it in people I I associate with on regularly. Yeah, and they're it's not like the same person. They're, they're not. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes it's especially when you're talking about death. Death can, depending on who died relative to you, mm-hmm. um, can really, really change a person. I think about all the people who have lost children. Like I, oh yeah, I lost one of those two upstairs right now. Yeah, it's hard to talk about because, you... dude, I don't even know. Like, I'd like to say based off of you could very well lose your mind a lot of the things that I've been through that I would be strong enough to be able to move forward. And I, and I would tell myself that my kids would want me to move forward, but I've never experienced that. So I can't tell you how I would react, yeah. but just thinking about it is gut wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think, I mean, death is obviously a, a big, yeah. big trigger.
1: A hundred percent.
0: But I also think other traumatic life experiences, you know, Um, I think about all the people who are buying these overpriced houses right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying people are going to start losing their houses, but that's another example. Like, okay, you bought this house that you thought was going to be your future house, and now all of a sudden you can't make the payment, and you lose your house. Like, That's a traumatic change. Yeah,
1: you can mess up your life there. Yeah. You got to start managing a life differently.
0: Right. So what I've been doing to kind of combat that kind of stuff is you know me I'm Mr. Challenge. Yep. I look at that it you're... as I look at it as there's a reason why this happened. And by looking at that I'm able to kind of move on from it. And usually it's in a more positive way yeah. because I go okay now what am I going to do to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Right. Or at least put in enough effort to make sure that the possibility cuz you could run into the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to better protect yourself to make sure that it doesn't happen again or if it does that you can snap back from yeah, it even faster?
1: Gonna, yeah, how are you going to handle it differently?
0: Right. Yeah. That's like my scenario with my first business, you know, it went went bankrupt. We've talked about that. Yeah. Um well, yeah. guess what? I'm in a second business. There's always the possibility that Shit could hit the fan and and I could lose another one. Yeah. But what's changed is everything that I've done in this second business is to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And I've built a more successful business based off of following that. I've built up more stable income. I've learned how to look for what I call a red flag before it pops up, yeah. you know? So I think there's definitely learning lessons that you can.
1: Yeah. One thing that kind of stood out to me pretty recently, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but we're looking at buying a or you're looking at buying a loader, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this week. One of the smartest things, and I am not saying I know anything about business, but when you decided that you don't, because you could afford it in straight, just cash money Mm -hmm. but you're taking out a loan to me that is one of the smartest things that i've seen business-wise from you Mm -hmm. like i said i don't know anything about it but it just makes total sense to me because why would why would you do that you know so
0: it's it's interesting and and yeah i'm absolutely comfortable talking about that um that is one of the things that i learned learned in business um is Not using your own capital if you don't have to. Yeah. But in turn, like I was explaining to you this week, making sure that if I had to, I have the capital. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So not taking a loan out just because I need to have the skid loader. No, I can cash that skid loader out. Knowing that provides this comfort level of buying that machine. Yeah. Because now I can actually use it to make more money and I can use somebody else's money to pay for that machine right now.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a fail safe doing right. what you're doing. Right. If you buy was, it outright, then I mean, all that money is now into that asset. So yeah. you would have to sell it to make that money.
0: Exactly. Back. And eventually, then that machine will be paid for and it will be worth X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. which will be an asset. But it's funny that you bring that up because I was uh, at a doctor's appointment with my psychologist this week and and I was kind of telling her about it too because she was like, well, you know, how's the new meds going for you? And I said, it's funny because one of the things that would normally make me really anxious or or draw in the negative thoughts like mm-hmm. we've been talking is this scenario of buying this loader because I would sit there and I would think about all the negative reasons why right because the positive the positive thoughts are easy you already know having a skid loader yeah you
1: already know the positive making so. money with
0: it yep but I said I know the medication's doing something because it would have taken me almost a week to work through all those negative thoughts in order to prove to myself that the positives are better
1: yeah it seemed like you jumped on it pretty quick quickly did.
0: it made sense I put put the numbers together. It's all there right in front of me. I don't have to dwell on the what ifs, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, now I know, okay, it doesn't work out. Guess what? That loader's worth money. Yeah. Get it up on the market and get out. So I don't have to asphyxiate kind of like I did on that job about what happens if we don't get this job. I don't have to asphyxiate on that with a loader. Guess what? At the end of the day, if I need to sell that thing, then sell it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And I think that's been kind of helping me along as well, too. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm not putting that bad energy out there consistently. It's just crazy.
1: Once you start thinking positive, how far, I mean, you just, I've noticed that recently with me. Just as soon as I start thinking, like, working out more, my body's looking better. I'm positive about it. Mm Mm-hmm that carries over into pretty much everything I do. I'm so positive about everything right now. But I know from past experiences, I probably couldn't give an example, but I've had a negative spiraling effect. Mm -hmm. And it happened in college a few times where, I mean, I got a little depressed just because I was thinking so many negative things all the time. Right. And that tends to happen in college, I feel like, because you're thinking about your future.
0: That's another... If you want to call it traumatic life experience, right? Like we were talking earlier. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Like you're 18, 19 years
1: old deciding what the rest of your life is going to be like. No, that was, I want to say, I haven't been through a lot of difficult things in my life, but that was probably the most. It was very stressful for me.
0: Well, and what they don't tell you when you're going through college is, okay, yes, you can get, you get this degree, right? But that Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be
1: it for the rest of your life. That's what it that's what it feels like, you know. It, right. And then some and you're not like, I don't know. I guess I didn't find what I was passionate about just cuz I didn't get to try a whole lot of things. What was I doing in high school? Well, I was going to class 3 hours a day and then I was playing sports. What am I passionate about? Sports. Can't major in sports, can you? No. No. I like how do you even get how do you even know what you want to do? Yeah. I and don't. then it's usually cuz you can google and and, and it's usually entangled in money. I think I feel like you decide based off of money. Yeah, a which lot isn't of people a bad do. thing. Yeah, a lot of people do. I did not go that route actually, though. I wanted something I could enjoy. But it turns out you need money to survive. So, which you learned that lesson. Yep. But no, yeah, it was it was it was a definitely a, a tough experience for me.
0: Yeah, but you came out of it.
1: Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. and and
0: you you came out of it by probably finding the positives in whatever you were doing yeah and then in turn again that made you feel better and and one positive stacks on another and another and soon you're rolling and you got momentum and you just keep going with that momentum i think part of the problem is is we build up this positive and then eventually you get to a spot where you don't think anything can happen I yeah. think that's a tricky spot to be in too.
1: Yep, yeah. I haven't really thought about that much, just because I don't like. I don't. I know. You know. That's why part of me is okay with
0: having sometimes. I wouldn't call them negative thoughts, but the kind of the what if thoughts. Yeah. I don't need to have them as much as I do, but I also think you, no matter how successful you become, you have to kind of always have that back-against-the-wall mentality. Mm -hmm. So that way, even when things are going perfect, you're always maybe expecting just I think that's when you
1: should, right? Right. When everything's perfect, then the chances of something bad happening, or I don't know how you want to describe it, bad, or I don't know, we'll use bad, are more likely to happen, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Like, everything's perfect. Chances are something's going to happen, right? That's not perfect. Possibly. That's kind of the way I, I mean. But then if I, so
0: another thing that kind of tied into what you said to me, I was watching a show and this is a perfect example of what we're talking about. One of the characters was from the future, came back, pulled a character that's in the present. Something bad is going to happen to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That character in the present then just literally asphyxiated on something bad is going to happen. Yeah. My question is, is if you wake up one day and instantly start thinking because somebody else told you something, that something bad was going to happen, isn't it inevitable that something bad will happen? Yeah. Because you're on your guard about it. So yeah. you're putting that that negative energy out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it works the same thing with like positive energy. Like it yeah. just goes both ways.
0: Right. And I don't mean like something tragic, but your mind's going to want to find that thing that's that's bad. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. could you could interpret something as, you know, stubbing your toe as bad. Oh, that was it. And that was it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or in the positive side you could interpret something as good, right? Yeah. But I think it has more of a power if you look at it like something good is gonna happen to me today mm-hmm. because then you're gonna find the good in a lot of the small things. Yeah, and by doing that, you're creating this mm-hmm. momentum like we were
1: talking. yeah, it's it's huge. It's been huge in my life thus far.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how it works. Because finding the good in the little things can amount to something very awesome, whereas finding the bad consistently can hinder you from moving forward yeah and you're
1: just worried stressed anxiety starts popping if you're constantly worried about stuff yeah and that's what i've noticed and i've changed in my life
0: and i guess you know to take a second to kind of define what i mean by like positivity is i don't i don't mean you wake up with a smile on your face every no, day and you're giddy yeah and, well yeah i know you don't yeah i
1: definitely don't
0: what i mean is 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 not always having the outlook that life's just going to be shit and there's nothing you can do about it. You don't have to smile. You don't have to be happy. You don't have to laugh. We're both very stoic people. Mm -hmm. Um, What I mean is being able to come home at the end of a day and either sit down or, you know, take a shower and just go, it was a good day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. And then having the answers, why was it a good day? Instead of coming home and just being frustrated and going, today was shit, I didn't get this done, or this didn't go right, you know, you can flip those exact words into, okay, this didn't go right today, here's how I'm going to make sure it works tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you've completely negated that negative thought. And I and I say that because that's how I have to challenge my negative thoughts.
1: Yeah, because if you don't, then you're just going to carry it into the next day. Right, and you're just going to be
0: pissed no off help. all the time.
1: Yeah, it's no help.
0: I've lived that life. It's no fun. Mm-mm. Plus, people can feel it. I feel like people can
1: yes. feel.
0: Yes. Like, you might not even have to say anything, but people can feel when you're... In a certain mood. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. Well, that's all I got for this week. You got any final thoughts? No, that was a good conversation. It's kinda little all over the place. But Yeah. I mean
0: the point is is put put positive out there. Yeah. Try not to dwell on the negatives, but you know, always make sure you have that reserve in your head. they'll
1: safe, be prepared if something bad does happen.
0: Yep. So all right. Thanks for listening guys and feel free to reach out to us at blue collar built podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next week.